All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Is this on? Yeah, it is. First of all, I'd like to welcome everybody. It's a pleasure to be here this fine, crisp New York morning. My name is Tom Kirkopoulos, and I'm a partner with Mahas and Partners in Athens. I'm actually Greek-Canadian, so uh, this issue of Greeks and Greek business doing work outside Greece has always been kind of close to my heart and one I've been paying a lot of attention to, especially ta working a, lot, a large part of my professional life working outside Greece and with Greek MEs. <laughs> and to be honest, it's always been an admiration to see Greek... Sorry about that. You should have a... Is that better? Okay. Apostolos was a little bit shorter than I was, so... Okay, there we go. It's, it's always been my admiration uh, to see Greek business doing well outside Greece. Uh, and in this effort, it's been my privilege and challenge to help, to be helping Greek businesses uh, working outside. Uh, you know, the international business environment has been primarily marked by increased international competition, by growing trend of market globalization, by fragmented and short innovative cycle, and by financial depression. And the, the contemporary consequences of business and market globalization and the manner in which these issues are addressed, considering the relative size of Greek companies based on international criteria, have become increasingly important for the survival and perseverance of Greek MNEs in the global marketplace. The purpose of our discussion today will be to outline how some of the more successful Greek businesses actually do uh, attain a competitive perspective in the international and global marketplace. Today we have three very well-known Greek companies, uh, which I will make a short introduction. Uh, first, I'd like to begin with Mithilineos, which is among the, industri the, the leading industrial companies in Greece, internationally, with a turnover of over $2 billion and more than 3,000 employees. It operates in the EPC and construction sectors uh, through METCA, the metallurgy and mining sector through Aluminum of Greece, and through the energy sector with Protergia. The company has a strong presence in nearly 30 countries, establishing it as a global leader with exports representing more than 2% of Greek exports. Uh, Mithilinos is represented today by Vivian Buzaili, uh, who is the group's communication director. Vivian holds a Bachelor of Science in Psychology, a Master of Science in Counseling Psychology, and a Master of Science in Business Administration. We have also Mr. Kiragopoulos from Bevahalkor, Hellenic Copper and Aluminum Industry. Evacalcor is a leading global manufacturer of aluminum and copper products. The company was formed in December 2017 through a merger of Elval, which is a leading European aluminum rolling company, and Halcor, which is the largest copper tubes pro producer in Europe. Evacalcor capitalizes on synergies in innovation technology, R&D, procurement, and infrastructure. Mr. Kirakopoulos serves as executive vice president of Evacalcor and Synergy Holdings SA. He's a graduate in business administration from the Athens University of Economics and Business Studies, and he also holds a degree in business studies from the City of London and also in marketing from the British Institute of Marketing. And last but not least, Intralot has been heavily investing in the next generation portfolio of intelligent products and solutions to support lotteries modernization. Product design focuses on players' modern needs, offering entertaining and responsible gaming experiences through all distribution channels. Mr. Kerastadis, is the chief executive officer of the Intellectual Group and an executive member of the Board of Directors. He joined the Intercom Group in 2008. So after a very short uh, uh, introduction of the companies and the speakers, let's go to our first 
question, and I will pose it to uh, Vivian. Vivian, Mithilinos has recorded remarkable growth over the last years, showing a great appetite for investments. What makes you stand out and thrive in an economy that is still under pressure, and to be frank, not really favorable for industry activity? Thank you, Tom. Um, good morning, everybody. It's always such a pleasure to be in New York. Apart from the cold, everything else is great. Um, on behalf of uh, our group and of our chairman and CEO, Evangelos Mitilineos, um, we thank you for this invitation. It's always a pleasure to be talking to um, such a uh, well-known uh, well, uh, crowd. Um, and uh, Tom, I'm gonna go straight to your question. Uh, Mitilineos is one of the leading uh, Greek industrial companies with a very strong international presence in more than 40 countries as we speak. Uh, with a very diverse set of business operations. EPC, which basically stands from uh, engineering, procurement and construction, energy and metallurgy. The company is established as a global player and uh, its export activity at this point amounts to more than 4% of Greek exports if you exclude oil products. Significantly benefiting the national economy and conveying a very strong message to the international investors for our commitment to continuous growth. 2017, Mitilineos recorded a turnover of $2 billion, uh, strong operational and net profitability. 2018 is an equally good year, while 2019, according to our official announcement, will mark a substantial further improvement through an increase in our global activity outside Greece, one of our main targets. In 2017, through an absorption-type merger, the parent company integrated its subsidiaries, Aluminum of Greece, Metka, and Proteria, transforming us into a new single corporate entity, Mitilineos SA. It sounds easy, let me tell you that it was not an easy exercise, but we managed to simplify our operations and making it a business story easier for at least the investing community to comprehend. Mitilineos um, uh, is operating the APC business through Metka, in the metallurgy business through Aluminum of Greece, and in the energy sector through Proteria. With this new, new corporate structure, which was a landmark for us, Mitilineos successfully completed a very crucial and strategic step for the transition into the new era, and has effectively shielded itself against the constantly changing conditions not only Greece, let me tell you, but globally, affirming at the same time that the prospects for further growth, in spite of the increasing competition in the global market, it's here for us to stay. Furthermore, the company adopted a solid set of corporate governance principles in accordance with the international best practices, creating a very flexible organizational structure that ensures that decision-making, transparency, and independence of the board member and the executive team, while at the same time safeguarding the interest of the company shareholder and, of course, the overall stakeholders. Thank you, Vivian. Thank you. Uh, Dimitris, for Verhalcord, uh, what would you say were the key factors that has enabled Verhalcord to become a successful player in the downstream uh, markets of aluminum and copper worldwide? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. 
Uh, I would like to thank uh, the organizer for this event, which gave us the opportunity to speak about our company. And uh, as you mentioned before, uh, Elval Halcor was created through the merger of two companies, uh, Elval in aluminum and Halcor in uh, copper tubes. The companies were existing uh, in Greece for many, many years, been very successful. And this union provides uh, solid ground for uh, synergies and size. Uh, the company, of course, was listed in the Greek Stock Exchange and uh, the results we published for the first year were uh, very good. We are hoping at the end of this year to, although <coughs> we don't give any warning about uh, or guidance about our profits, uh, if, we, if you look at the nine months performance, we're doing extremely well. I think the, the answer to your question starts uh, many, many years ago when both companies were formed and originally our operations were solely in Greece. Uh, Greece is a very small local market, so when you are in the heavy industry, uh, the only way to grow and survive is to uh, look at uh, the global markets. But when you start dealing with global markets, one thing is very important, you have to be very cost competitive. And in Greece, uh, unfortunately, for us, we have three competitive disadvantages. One is distance. We are located in the south end of Europe and uh, transporting our products to Europe uh, cost us at least 60 euro more than it cost the European manufacturers to deliver the same product to the same customers. The second was higher interest rates. Always Greece had quite higher interest rates versus the ones that uh, our competitors enjoyed. And the third is the energy price. Energy price in Greece was and still is expensive, uh, while our competitors, mostly in Europe, uh, also in the United States, enjoy much lower energy prices. So we, we had to be productive, we had to be lean, we had to make uh, cost reductions, and we did that. But when also you are dealing with uh, global markets, your competitors are not just the big companies in the developed nations. They are also smaller companies in the developing countries where, because of the nature of their countries, the costs are low. And sometimes there are also subsidies that make them even more competitive in terms of uh, pricing. So our answer to that was to make products that they don't make. So we should not compete, and we have stopped competing in commodity products, and we are competing with higher added value products. And to do that, in order to make products that others cannot easily make, it takes a lot of investment. For the last 10 years, both companies have invested more than half a billion euro to upgrade our facilities, keep our equipment state-of-the-art, and add new equipment, which had uh, given us the opportunity to really produce products which uh, are not produced by everybody. I, I would mention that in uh, 2000, our uh, aluminum plant was re-profiled to 
move from the previous uh, width of our coils to jumbo coils, or very big coils at two and a half meters wide, uh, a dimension which is made by very few international aluminum companies. Uh, also, we have uh, made uh, considerable uh, uh, investments in uh, perfecting surface quality, which is very important in high quality and high demanding products. And we also used scrap in our melting process through a uh, very novel uh, green melting process which uh, respects the environment and that brings down our metal cost. So through that we were able to touch and tackle successfully markets of demanding uh, how uh, high-ended uh, value products which are also the most profitable. I would just name that uh, in aluminium we are market leader in Europe in canned foods with uh, more than 35% share. We are definitely the leaders in uh, the floors of uh, refrigerator trucks with more than 80% shares. And uh, we also are the biggest uh, tube, copper tube uh, producer and uh, market and uh, seller in uh, Europe. So the last, and I think is also very important, is quality. You have to have the quality that the customers require. You have to have the quality to be competitive with the rest of the big players. And as if I can borrow a soccer term, we are playing in Champions League. Dimi, thank you very much for that. Adonis, your turn. Uh, Interlot, a very exciting dynamic company, growing continuously, but always very quiet. What's the secret of your success? We're closer to the NFL than the Champions League. <laughs> we do more business across the Atlantic. So thank you. Thanks for the invitation. Um, we at Intralot, we have um, mm. uh, a DNA that is less and less Greek. So we make 95% of our 1.1 billion euros uh, outside the homeland. We have 80% of our 5,500 staff distributed in over uh, 50 countries around the world. We are one of three companies globally competing in the space of technology and services for lotteries and sports betting. So we are part of an, uh, a closed elite group uh, of global players in this space. Um, is it easy to do that with a Greek DNA, with a Greek listing, uh, with a Greek cost of capital, very fair comment, um, not easy, but, but uh, it can be done, and, and certainly we have done it, and, and we're proud uh, sitting here in, in, in New York, where uh, in the United States, where we make more than 30% of our EBITDA, um, and, and you know, if you, have, if you can compete in the States, I think you can compete anywhere in the world. Uh, it's not easy operating in 21 time zones in five continents, uh, but the idea is that, that we do produce the right products, we do produce the right technology to be able to be competitive uh, on a global scale. And, and I think that's, that's a testimony that, that when you invest and when you're committed, you can, you can have uh, success globally. Thank you, Donis. I'll continue with you, uh, if, that, if that's okay. Um, success so far is great. What's your plan going forward? How do you see the future in the next five years? 
first of all, our, our market is, is growing steadily for the last 10 years with, with an average rate of more than 4%. So the markets in our segment globally are very strong. Um, there is a clear tendency to regulate uh, our product, and that is a good thing for companies like Intralot. Um, recently, in, in the United States, sports betting has been legalized. So for us, it is a huge opportunity to be able to capture a market that um, estimates uh, take it to the 20 billion gross gaming revenue level a year. So it's, it's a huge market where we are already very well positioned to capture it. Uh, I think that other parts of the world will follow in the footsteps of the United States in terms of regulating uh, big gaming markets. So positive things coming to the industry, and, and we as Intralot are, uh, have made the right investments over the, over the last five years to be able to capture the markets and be able to give competitive bids across the globe. Thank you, Donis. Regulation, then. <coughs> Vivian, um, which developments would you pick out as factors that have brought Mitilneos where it is today? Mm -hmm. uh, Tom, if I would have to answer um, your question in one sentence, I would tell you that uh, it's our vision of excellence, our daring and pioneering work, and an excellent, and an excellent team of people. However, it's not as simple as you know. Our, the company goes back, uh, and it was founded in 1908 in Piraeus, Greece, by uh, the grandfather of uh, Mr. Mitilineos. Uh, he was then doing, um, it was a small family metallurgy business. Um, of course, uh, in 1934, it was uh, transformed in a modern metallurgy plant and started producing ex and exporting, even then, to Middle Eastern Africa. From uh, then onwards, um, uh, our course has been uh, characterized by, expo by an amazing growth uh, almost every year and uh, always rooted in strong foundations of our values. Uh, the last two decades, uh, we've come to be one of the top industrial players in Greece and internationally. Uh, of course, all of this time was not an easy time, um, a very crucial moment in our history was when we found ourselves in the eye of the storm uh, at the outbreak of the global financial crisis of 2008 and 9, a bit before the crisis in Greece, um, which of course followed very, very closely. Uh, we effectively managed at that point uh, <coughs> very quickly and very strategically to shield our operations exposed to the market's volatility, um, our metallurgy division, for example, aluminum of Greece. We implemented the largest hedging uh, program in the history of the aluminum internationally. Uh, we dramatically <coughs> cut our costs and increased our productivity at the same time, which of course, I, as you understand, this is not a very easy exercise. And we, we kept uh, up with uh, our large um, scale investments. Um, that was an outstanding collective effort at that point. Uh, which not only did secure the viability of our plant and of our company, but it turned out <coughs> the more than ever thriving business and a flagship for our company that uh, we're very exceptionally proud of it. Uh, on a global scale, at the same time, we have unfolded uh, an ambitious series of EPC projects, engineering, procurement, construction projects, turnkey projects, 
in, uh, in an astonishing number of uh, developing countries in, um, in Africa, in Asia, in the Americas, and elsewhere. And we managed to provide affordable energy solution to regions in need, utilizing uh, the latest technologies in the service of the society, and of course, working always with the best in the local markets. Great. Thank you, Vivian. Thank you. Uh, Dimitris, before you mentioned, and it's always good to hear Greek companies moving away from commodities and going more to uh, value-added products and services. Uh, I think that's more rewarding. It's always a more difficult thing to do, but it's, at the end of the day, I think it's more rewarding. Um, having that in mind, what do you think the key components are of that strategy? Okay, then, apart from what I mentioned before, which is basically manufacturing capacity and equipment, I think there are some key factors that are the enablers to go and pursue this strategy. Number one, the biggest emphasis is put in research and development. Uh, we have the Hellenic Center of Metal Research, LKME, which is doing basic research on metals and metallurgy. Uh, in aluminum, we have our uh, technology department, which does mostly development. In the copper, we have the heat transfer laboratory, which uh, designs specially inner grooves for uh, tubes in order to reach the requirements and customize it to the specifics that are needed for air conditioning. Uh, also, we have our technical marketing uh, department, which uh, does customization for the customers according to their facilities, their requests, their needs. Uh, the second thing which is very important to supplement our R&D uh, quest is uh, we are very open and eagerly pursuing strategic alliances. Uh, over the past 30 years, we've been uh, in alliance with uh, USAJ, which is the largest uh, uh, downstream aluminum in Japan and the number three rolling company in the world. Uh, we have established with them a joint venture company in Europe to market heat exchanges for the automotive markets. And also we have a cooperation with DOVA, which is a top copper producer in Japan. And lately we have a joint venture with NetZinc in Holland to produce titanium zinc, uh, making us the leader in Europe. Uh, the other important thing, which is a result of our R&D efforts, is the ability to have intellectual property patents. And we've worked on that. Uh, in fact, I will mention Elval Grain, which is a special surface, a relief surface, which is the floor of the refrigerator trucks, and uh, has two specific characteristics. Uh, one is that uh, it's not slippery, so people can move safely on it, and most importantly, reduces considerable noise. And you can appreciate why this is important if you figure out that uh, in a neighborhood, uh, six o'clock in the morning, a big truck comes to deliver to the supermarket refrigerated food, so the neighbors are still asleep. Uh, the other pattern we have is in uh, copper pipes, uh, is called Kusmart which is uh, copper pipes covered with plastic, which enables the uh, walls of uh, the pipe to be thinner than saving on copper. 
and at the same time maintain flexibility, which is uh, very important. Uh, and the last but not least, if you want to be in this game of the high added value products, you have to provide to the customers the service which goes after the sale. And uh, we're proud to say that our technical uh, support on that uh, is unparalleled because not only we provide solutions to our customers when they encounter problems in their production lines, but we do that in 48 hours when our competition does that in one to two weeks at best. So I think that rounds up why, what is our strategy and how we strive to, to be a big player in these uh, high added value products. Excellent. Thank you very much, Dimitri. Um, I'm a little bit conscious of time. We have about two and a half minutes left. So I'm going to go to the last question. Uh, with 25 words or less, if possible, uh, what do you think the, the main challenges and opportunities are in the, for the future? Uh, Dimitris, can we just start with you since you were? Uh, okay, I, I think that there are, in the future, there are opportunities and challenges. So I'll give you three opportunities and three challenges to be very, first of all, three opportunities. Number one, the Greek economy is improving. Uh, banks are going to be stabilized. Interest rates are going to be reduced. That together with our connections with uh, European banks and uh, IFIs uh, will uh, give us the advantage we are seeking in uh, financing. Uh, the second thing is the market growth. Market is growing 3.5% for the next five years for aluminum products and 1.5% for copper products. At the moment, we are operating at full capacity both at our aluminum and the copper two plan. That's why we're doing $150 million investment in our hot rolling capacity, which will double our production in aluminum. We're doing some smaller investments in the copper tube factory to increase our capacity there to, to participate in the market growth. And in our flat roll products in Bulgaria for copper, we still have enough capacity to, to go ahead. Uh, the third uh, opportunity we see is the environmental uh, concern. Emissions have to be brought down. Lower emissions means lighter cars and electric cars. Lighter cars mean aluminum and electric cars mean copper. So if I go to the three challenges, uh, I think and we, we hope that uh, the tariff uh, war will not impede the growth of uh, markets. Uh, the second thing is energy. We, we wish that energy will remain at current levels. If it increases, of course, it will increase for everybody. It will not be only for us. And at that case, we would wait that, uh, at least from Greece's point of view, is going to be a more rational approach to energy prices, so we will be at the same level as our competitors in uh, Europe mostly. And last but not least, I mean, currency plays a big role because we're doing with, apart from Europe, with all the rest of the world, uh, any big appreciation of Euro will, will be a cost increase for us and that, that should be not a good thing. Thank you, Dimitris. Uh, Donis, uh, you mentioned before uh, regulation being one of a, maybe a challenge, but at the same time opportunity. Other than that, uh, I think I think that in the next year we're going to see choppy market globally, globally. So I think the markets are going to be in a worse condition than they are today. 
we see spreads widening rather than tightening. I think this will also be a key challenge. Um, trade wars in the market globally is generally not a good thing. And I don't see any stability there, at least in the foreseeable future. Uh, in Europe, we have our own smaller or bigger problems like, like Brexit and the situation in France. So I see in 2019 where things are going to be a lot more unpredictable. And I think overall the financial situation will not improve, if not worsen. Um, in, in this environment, um, companies like ourselves competing globally um, have to work harder to achieve the same results. Being a natural optimist, I think, I think that there are more opportunities than challenges, uh, especially in, in, in the years to come. Uh, but for sure, the environment is going to become uh, uh, more difficult before it becomes better. And Vivian, let's end with you. Well, we see opportunities and challenges uh, go hand by hand. We don't like to complain a lot. We like to stay by our country and um, make, help them make, uh, make it happen. Of course, uh, naturally, political stability is, is uh, out, out of uh, utmost importance, particularly now that the uh, nation's economy seems to be gradually getting back on its feet and on track. Another crucial uh, development for us is uh, the energy transition in Greece. The urgency uh, that uh, we need to, to tackle this issue is very important, especially regarding RES and not only. Uh, the energy transition is very, very important both for the energy market but also for the industry at the same time. Um, a major uh, series of investments are underway in my group, including state-of-the-art power generation plants as well as uh, renewable energy solutions. Um, facilities that uh, we're doing both domestically in Greece, but also around the globe. Uh, we remain uh, fully focused on the smooth energy transition in Greece, having the capacity and the know-how at this point to play a major role. Uh, another thing that is very important for us, and uh, even though it's not uh, business-related, is very important for our group is to um, to, to find a continuous evolution and development uh, and to, to modernize even more the employment model, um, our social uh, profile, uh, innovation, the innovation mechanisms that uh, we need to adopt uh, in order to grow even further, uh, and of course our strategic investments in the state-of-the-art solution for all the upgrade of our operations. At the same time, we do believe that we need to remain corporate, responsible corporate citizens, not only for Greece, but, but globally, and to pursue business excellence, uh, adopting the best practices and balance business growth and social responsibility, and of course, the protection of the environment. Thank you, Vivian. To close up, um, you know, there are a lot of factors that make businesses uh, uh, successful uh, on a global scale. I think maybe the one that we haven't spoken today is, I would say, maybe the vision and the leadership of the executives that are at the helm, all these fantastic companies, and how they're able to uh, uh, succeed in this really complicated and very competitive world. I want to thank uh, our panel of speakers. A round of applause, please.